and welcome to Can Queer, home of Canada's queer media. My name is Luke Smith. And I'm Sebastian. And, oh, are you are you doing okay over there? Just, just, just shifting my weight in my chair. Had to do uh, an old man grunt. Sorry about that. Yep, yep. That was classic old man grunt. I uh, mm-hmm. was almost wondering if it was, you know, your sciatica kicking in or... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Oh, well, I'm fine in terms of uh, joints and bones, anyway. Okay. Yes, I hear that you had a, a run to the hospital recently. Um, yeah, I hope that's, uh, hope everything's going okay. I, I, I'm tempted to say it's nothing serious, but I, I got let in on an emergency, and then I got downgraded to urgent. So I got to skip the line, and I'll be seeing a specialist in two weeks instead of two months. Oh well, but, I mean that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, basically, I went into the doctor for a regular checkup, and she noticed that my pupils were completely different sizes. One was a a pin, and the other was completely wide open. And she's like, she said, it looks like you're on two completely different drugs at the same time. And she's like, that's not how the brain works. You should go to the hospital. So it actually is not a problem with my brain. I know that because they scanned me. It's a problem with my eyes. So, But I've been having problems with my eyes for a long time. Anyone who knows me can tell just by looking at my face that I have a problem with my eyes. But uh, eh, whatever, we'll figure it out. Well, we'll keep an eye. Uh, well, we'll keep an eye on your eyes, I suppose, uh, <laughs> as we move forward. Um, wah, wah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it has been a busy week. Uh, it is Pride Month. I was actually just at a Pride, the Pride Pub. It's called. It's the mm-hmm. uh, sort of uh, campus thing that uh, is done here where we record. Uh, we record a hot house in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was great. Great to meet with people. Uh, lots of like leaping up and down when uh, the drag queens came on and performed. Everyone's very impressed, having a good time and just having fun. And I think that that is the spirit that we want to make sure that we're uh, holding on to. We have some some good news to share on the world of gay news uh, coming mm-hmm. up soon. But uh, as always, um, that is tampered by not very great news. So we'll uh, we'll try and balance. I'm just fixated on the fact that you said the drag queens were leaping up and down. Were they on pogo sticks or was it more like a sort of uh, 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 Mick Jagger vibes? Uh, I'm going to go with more Mick Jagger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No pogo sticks involved. Yeah, as, as I, I, would, I, I think if a drag queen could do a pogo stick in heels, I think people would pay to see that. I would I would pay $20 to see that. Somewhere out there, there is a drag queen who's probably done that by now, though. There's yeah. there's a well, lot thinking, of drag queens out there 20 right bucks now. in this, and I have a pogo yeah. stick. Yeah, no, I like it. I think it can work. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, there is one person who is... We talked before about uh, news stories where... It's just a big fuss over nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of media attention to create a, a cultural divide and, and we're not uh, we're not interested in it. But I found what is truly a ridiculous example of that uh, this week. We we what mm-hmm. we look at hundreds, hundreds of news stories. Mm-hmm. And this one, I don't know if you you saw it, but Justin Bieber's dad. Has tweeted. Okay. (laughs) Has sent a tweet. Okay, this is newsworthy. I I am not aware of this story. I feel like this is either far too deep or far too shallow. It's one of those two, but it's not not the depths at which I traditionally go 
in my my news hunting. So uh, uh, tell me about Justin Bieber's dad. Yeah, so Jeremy Bieber, that's his name. Okay. Because uh, everybody needs to know what Jeremy Bieber, Justin Bieber's dad, says and thinks. Uh, okay. You know what? Some random guy tweeting uh, is not newsworthy. Some yeah. random guy tweeting, don't forget to thank a straight person this month for your existence during Pride is, you know, maybe, like, I get it. I get where the attempt at humor is coming from. You know, but my mom's bisexual, dude. Like it, it, uh, it doesn't work for me. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. It's going to be a short yeah. conversation. Um, if he but... if he had a tweet about the nature of celebrity status, and he tweeted that ten years ago when Justin Bieber was still a minor, I think that would have been highly relevant. Uh, but no, this is you're right. This is a much ado about not much. Yeah, and this got, I want to say, 500 words on The Advocate and a few other papers. You know, and I think this is what happens. There are some genuine news stories out there, and we're going to get to mm-hmm. them in just a bit. But there are, yep. uh, you know, this this outrage and this intrigue. And it's like, you know what? There really isn't that much going on here. You know, the fact mm-hmm. that some guy tweeted to thank the parents, you know, gay people to thank their parents. I'm like, okay, that sounds... Like whatever. There there is a healthy message. You know, you should you should try to connect with your family. You should try to thank your your parents if you have a good connection with them. Then you should maintain your good connection with them. If you don't have a good connection with your family, you know, it's never too late. Like you could say also, like that's more of a P flag message, though. That's not really a Justin Bieber's dad's message. You know, I I think in there there is something that could be said, uh, especially in uh, open bracket current year close bracket in which. Uh, more families are more accepting, um, but I don't know. I, I think it's just it was a a, a misfire. I, I I don't know. I, I like trying to fix it. You know, like when you see a bad movie and you're like, if they just did this and this and got rid of that character and trimmed ten minutes out, it would have been fine. Like, how do you fix it? I, I think I'm doing that with this tweet. How do you take this tweet and fix it into something that is uh, less? dumb and more workable like yeah people you should try to keep in contact with your family they're the mm-hmm. most likely to be there for you when when things go wrong so you should you should maintain your 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 family relations that, that's a good message but this is not the way to no this is dumb yeah yeah the way i see this is this tweet was a small cigarette tossed out the window of a passing car like it was a little bit of nothing but did uh, that lit cigarette start a forest fire? Yeah, well, there's a lot of oxygen being given to it. And like, that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm going here. It's like, and it is so unnecessary. So let's mm. let's move on to some, you know, maybe actual gay news. Actually, speaking of forest fires, I haven't seen major articles about this, but I have seen people talking about the potential of pride events in Manhattan being canceled because of the Canadian forest fires are making the air quality there so bad. But nothing has been announced yet. I've only seen people talking that it is a possibility. It depends on which way the wind is blowing, literally, because if the wind blows in the right direction, then the the smoke and ash will be cleared out and the sky won't be reddish brown anymore. So, I mean, that that's a weird story for you about uh, uh, queer stuff. And it's a good segue, too. Let's cigarette. I'm into it. Absolutely. Well, we are uh, the big news that uh, recently happened is the oh yeah we go here we go uh, the minister 
for Women and Gender Equality Canada announced emergency funding that has mm-hmm. been awarded to Fierte Canada Pride. Now, we're big fans of Fierte Canada Pride. They are the National Association of Pride Organizations. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, unlike (laughs) several pride organizations, uh, seem to have their uh, business together. Um, And and operate. we've we've not come across large-scale allegations of fraud, such as Mm -hmm. major metropolitan area prides in Ontario that uh, I may or may not mention. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, they they are very well... Um, organized. Yeah, yeah. So my understanding of this is that earlier in the year, Fiat Canada Pride issued an urgent uh, request to the Canadian government asking for emergency funding to the tune of $1.5 million for increased security across the country at Pride festivals and events in almost every province and territory. Like, it is widespread. Mm-hmm. Now, the Department of Women and Gender Equality Canada and uh, um, one of their programs, let me get the name of that. Uh, uh, I can't find the name of the program that did the actual funding. Um I'll find it in a second. Obviously, the minute I I leave the room, it's going to be like it was this program. Um, anyway, but uh, they they funded the one point five million exactly what was uh, what was requested, um, so that they can help pride organizations cover new uh, security costs because of really what's been escalating over the last uh, last twelve months. Mm-hmm. What I'll do is I'll quickly read a, a couple of quotes here, and then we'll uh, we'll dive uh, right into the discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcy Ian, the Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Youth, says, Now more than ever, as allies, as leaders, as parents, as friends, as Canadians, we need to wake up to the reality that two LGBTQI plus people are facing today. The government of Canada heard the community's concerns and we are putting forward emergency funding that will go directly to pride organizations to help them cover increased security costs and continue to host events that are not only safe for everyone, but also continue to celebrate the resilience of the community. And uh, Julie Nubert de Marchi, the president of Fierte Canada Pride, said, We are immensely grateful to the federal government for this vital funding to Fierte Canada Pride, empowering festivals and event organizations nationwide to combat the increasing prevalence of 2SLGBTQA plus hate. While this crucial, this support is a crucial step to provide uh, the country prepare for upcoming events in a collective fight against 2SLGBTQA plus hate. Uh, I will note that uh, Ottawa Pride, or the uh, Pride in the National Capital Region of Ottawa, received $50,000, which is going to go to new security above and beyond the security that was budgeted for based on last year. But additional security uh, following a string of recent backlash, most recently in Ottawa, I don't know if you were aware of this, uh, but huge protests outside of a school um, as one of the uh, particularly anti-trans uh, people uh, came to visit town, it was a big protest. Uh, in fact, the Oral Police Service had to form bike uh, barriers, bicycle barriers, between the two sides of the protest 
Um, and I believe Joel Harden, the member of provincial parliament for Ottawa Centre, the NDP, um, I think someone punched him. <laughs> so that was, uh, it definitely got quite, uh, quite extreme uh, during yeah. that event. I actually, I did uh, read about that. He, uh, there, There's a quote to the tune of, uh, if I need to take a punch in the face to defend trans rights, I'll take a punch in the face. It was something like that. Um I don't know that there there is something kind of uh I don't know if you remember Chrétien, but it's got that sort of like tongue in cheek, blunt kind of political attitude that uh I don't know, I kind of miss that 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 uh you know, getting boots on the ground kind of politician. Um but anyway, yeah, uh such a strange thing. There has been <clears throat> it's weird to talk about this because there there are very there, there's so many stories that overlap because they're so similar. And I found ones in PI, Newfoundland, New Brunswick, all across the GTA. For some reason, Central and Western Canada, a little bit thin on the ground for these. But protests happening um, mostly at schools, occasionally at libraries, about uh, sort of the tension between the school boards, the parents, and the students with regards to especially um, gender and trans issues. But occasionally for sort of larger LGBTQ issues. Um, but yeah, it is this sort of ongoing tension that's happening right now. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, it's driven by what's happening in the States. But I don't know. I, I it, it kind of denies the fact that Canada is its own country and we do our own thing. Yeah, uh, things, the... things have definitely been happening. Just to give a bit of uh, increased uh, detail, mm -hmm. uh, in Morden, Manitoba, where I believe they're actually celebrating Pride either this past weekend or this coming weekend, mm -hmm. uh, there were two Pride flags that were defaced and vandalized, as well as a church uh, that was also vandalized in Morden. Um, and I think the nearby town in southern Manitoba also was uh, defaced and vandalized um yeah i think it was winklam the city of winklam manitoba also had uh several issues um happening a couple of hundred people showed up and marched and participated in the pride winnipeg had their biggest pride ever uh with thousands of people participating in uh last weekend's pride parade in winnipeg manitoba mm -hmm. um but yeah there seems to be this sort of growing violent tinge you know we talked a couple of years ago about um the anti-gay protester who came like you know there was like a traveling band of loonies from one end of the country to the other and uh he struck somebody in the face with a with a helmet mm -hmm. um you know but that was somebody coming in from out of town but now it seems every town city and village in this country that people are turning uh, unnecessarily violent in their uh, expression of anti-LGBTQ sentiment. It is mm -hmm. it is astonishing. Uh, in London, Ontario, uh, the Wortley Village, there was a standoff between LGBTQ folks and uh, protesters at one of their annual events. Um, yeah, it's 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 grim. In London, Ontario, uh, there was another story that emerged this past week. A fake flyer was being circulated that implied that the drag queens were accepting lap dances for children and tips. Now, that is absolutely outrageously untrue and designed mm -hmm. only for one purpose, which is to 
incite a visceral response. Drag queens are not giving children lap dances. Like, it's categorically untrue. To the point that uh, queer organisations in London, Ontario, have had to issue all kinds of statements uh, against this misinformation campaign in mm. the city um, and issue guidance for their drag queens to, to kind of follow up on that. But yeah, there is it's it's vitriolic, it's it's outrageous, and it's happening everywhere. So this added security, um, I think, is just it's it's outrageous, but it seems to be a necessary uh, step to protect both the LGBT community and those who seem to be choosing to to protest against it. Mm -hmm. Seems so, to be, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The only thing I could add to that is, is follow up on other similar stories. I mean, there's something in York region, there's something in Durham region in the GTA. Um, there's a follow up from a story a couple weeks ago in New Brunswick where there was a, they they introduced a new policy. Actually, not even a couple weeks ago. We were talking about it was a couple months ago. There's a, a policy they're introducing in New Brunswick for their school boards to protect uh, gender nonconforming and trans students more. And they walked it back a little bit, but not all the way. So they're the... The number of things they're guaranteeing has been limited, but the number of things they're encouraging is the same. But then what's what's the difference? Like you, teachers can do whatever they want, basically, is what the, it's, it's not really a policy. Uh, people are protesting that it, it's it's yeah, the the details. I mean, we could go into details. Do, do you want to talk about every single? Yeah, one let's touch on the New Brunswick <laughs> one just after the break. We're going to go okay. to our first track, though. This is. Uh, let me just get the name of it here. It is Dance With You by The Happy Failure, and we will be back just after this.
Welcome back to Cancri, home of Canada's queer media. That was Dance With You by The Happy Failure, and I am Luke Smith. And I'm Sebastian. Now, just before the break, you mentioned that uh, we were discussing a whole bunch of things that are triggering protests up and down the country, mm-hmm. resulting in a an emergency $1.5 million in funding to Fiera Day Canada Pride so that the 65 pride organizations from coast to coast to coast can have uh, new and increased security to protect themselves and those choosing to protest. Now, as part of that, you mentioned uh, the protests uh, happening over in New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. Now, that relates to the new bill. um, I forget that. Bill 713, uh, which was introduced by the... Education and Early Childhood Development Minister Bill Hogan. Uh, That one makes a couple of different changes to the educational thing, but the key one that sort of striked um, the most concern is the changes to Policy 713, Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity. Now, previously to this bill, uh, the policy said that teachers needed a student's informed consent before discussing the student's preferred pronouns or names with a parent, essentially uh, to avoid outing a child to their parents, uh, the teacher needed the consent of the child before revealing information about their gender identity or gender expression Mm -hmm. to their parent. Mm -hmm. Uh, The change now requires parental consent for students under 16 to change their pronouns in New Brunswick schools. Right. So um, teachers are now un, uh, not allowed, or under this new change, will not allowed to be uh, to use their preferred names or pronouns that students identify with unless their parents have provided permission for them to do so. Is uh, it that they're not allowed or they're not required? No, they would require the parental consent. So without the parental consent, they cannot use the the pronouns and preferred names of the students. So the teachers can't make up their own minds about like that that's that's not a policy, you know, that you can do whatever you want. But still, like if, if they're under sixteen, then the teacher if they get discovered that they're not using the pronouns or names, then uh that's all. Yeah, no, just to clarify here. Okay. If a student who is born female identifies as male and wants to go by the name Steve mm. tells their teacher after much thought and deliberation, I'm now he and called Steve, mm-hmm. then the teacher currently would respect the wishes of that student. Right. Whereas now the teacher will have to go, I'm sorry, Mary. Uh, I have to listen to, you know, I can't listen to her instructions. I have mm-hmm. to wait for your parent to now tell me that you identify as he and Steve. And they're not permitted. Like, they, they have to do that. They they, they have to just... wait for parental consent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of organizations are pushing back against it, including Fierity Canada Pride. They're mm-hmm. calling for an immediate return to the former version of the policy, uh, as well as an apology for what they've dubbed a Republican-style campaign of fear and transphobia. Um, Essentially, they're saying that this policy may well result in forcing trans and non-binary students back into the closet, that it removes the ability for them to use the space 
that they are in for eight hours a day, every mm -hmm. weekday, uh, to express themselves uh, without uh, having to be out to their parents first and foremost. Hmm. Weird that they're calling it Republican and not Scandinavian. Well, I think there they, it was a a nudge towards the rash of hundreds of anti-trans bills originating originating out of the United States from Republican-dominated mm -hmm. uh, houses, uh, state and uh, uh, local. Oh, I know, but uh, uh, Sweden, Norway, and Finland actually have stricter laws against it than the Republican states do. So, like. Florida is nothing compared to to Sweden right now. Like they are, they're reversing everything for under eighteen, and they're doing it that at at a at a national level. Um, but I, I suppose that's a completely different story. Um, there is, by the way, talking about completely different stories. Uh, there have been no protests at PEI at schools in PEI, but what there have been is rallies by parents and teachers in support of the currently existing laws and policies that are not going to be reserved, uh, reversed. So there have been sort of a, in response to what's happening in Newfoundland, and uh, there's a very similar story coming out of St. John's, uh, as well as again, the GTA, um, parents and teachers in PEI have sort of gotten proactive and started rallying in support of the existing policies in in sort of the, the the various PEI school boards, so it's kind of a equal but opposite and more optimistic story. Um, sort of a small story, but still it it pairs well, um, like the right cheese with the the right wine. It does. I also want to mention that uh, I we forgot to mention it earlier, but we are keeping an eye on Delta, British Columbia where black tar-like paint was thrown on the side of a church, uh, particularly targeting their pride flags and other memorabilia that was up. Uh, you know, this is just small churches, small organizations, communities trying to express themselves, and people are um, mm -hmm. choosing to break the law to kind of protest against that. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention is in Kujak, in really far north uh, Quebec, uh, just mm -hmm. sort of really, you know, about as uh, far north as you can you can get, and then keep going a little bit further. Uh, mm -hmm. They've had about a hundred people walk the streets of Kujak as part of their pride parade. It is the largest pride parade in their history, uh, with a couple of hundred. Uh, sorry, with about a hundred. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't believe that uh, Kujak has a particularly big population this is uh it may have been every tom dick and harry got out of their store that day to then take a walk uh, yeah. before returning back to their their daily business um but yeah so it is uh it's not a very big town it's got about 2700 people so you know wrangling a hundred of them there one out of every 27 humans in that town took a stroll at the same time someone's got to operate the uh the drive-thru at timmy's Someone has to operate the drive-through at Timmy's. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They probably have a Timmy's. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, it is the administrative capital of the Kitavik regional government. So it's it's really way up there. Um, mm -hmm. It's about a one day and three hours flight apparently to get there from Ottawa. So it is not. What? Not easy. I think it's like multiple flights over multiple, you know, locations. It's uh yeah, it'd be pond jumping at that point, yeah. It's a truck, it's a trek to get up there. So, but yeah, I'm sure if you planned more in advance, it wouldn't take you a whole day to, to get there. 
Um, but yeah, no, we're we're excited. You know, we are concerned about you know things like in Stratford, Perth, Pride in Ontario, the misinformation about drag story hours. We are concerned about the increase in violent altercations from coast to coast to coast. The mm -hmm. increase in uh defacing and vandalism against uh pride flags and and other iconography that uh, exists um but yeah it's uh it's a concern uh, i did want to mention whilst we still keep to our sort of canadian portion of of this uh, week's show uh the pride flag raising in at parliament or i should say just outside parliament on like the mm -hmm. the grassy bit um mm -hmm happened now i don't know if you recall but a little while ago there was a call for funding under the 2s lgbtqi plus action plan they really okay. need a better snappier acronym uh, mm -hmm. because it is it is a lot um and it is uh, they were looking at uh funds the wage so women and uh, gender equality canada issued a call for proposals for community informed initiatives that address key challenges for communities uh the government had committed 12.7 million over three years uh, in new funding to address these key issues facing the communities. Um, I think at the time we talked about how great that this this would be. Mm -hmm. Well, at the Pride flag raising, um, they uh, announced some of the initiatives that got funded. Okay. Such as? Such as um, a way of navigating healthcare for trans folks in the national capital region in French. Mm -hmm. Because I imagine Ooh. that is not remotely easy. Okay, yeah. Um, and there was a leadership initiative with Elevate Equity Ontario. Mm -hmm. uh, Max Ottawa is launching a program to address barriers to holistic healthcare amongst trans communities. Mm -hmm. uh, in Nova Scotia, the Rainbow Refugee Association has launched a peer-to-peer LGBTQI newcomer support and education system. So really mm -hmm. LGBT newcomers uh, being a resource to other LGBTQ new newcomers in, in Nova Scotia. And mm -hmm. in British Columbia, the Rainbow Refugee Society was able to get funding for their community mapping for LGBTQI newcomer gender recognition and health equity, essentially giving folks across BC a bit of a, uh, or oh, in this case, a literal roadmap on mm -hmm. where and how to access healthcare. And finally, in rural or across rural Ontario, Transcare Plus Ontario have launched their, or with new funding, will be launching their queer and gender diverse access to knowledge enhancements and care navigation now i don't know if it's i don't know how if you picked up on a theme here mm -hmm. but it seems to be the case that all of these funded organizations are the i need health care where can i find it mm -hmm. here is a map uh solutions that seem mm -hmm. to be proposed and unfunded here i think this what do you what do you think about these these projects Oh, there is a there's been a healthcare crisis uh, sort of across Canada. I mean, a lot of people are pinning it on um, the lockdowns, which didn't help. But this has been going back for years. There, there has been sort of general uh, 
mismanagement in some places, uh, um, neglect in some cases, uh, underfunding in some cases. I mean, it depends on what province you're in. It depends on whether you're urban or rural. It, it's, it depends. But all over Canada, people have been complaining about um, the, the, I don't want to say failure, we'll say disappointment of the the modern healthcare system. And uh, trans folks have been especially falling into cracks when it comes mm. to uh, especially long-term uh, health care. So the none of this surprises me that this is one of the, the main initiatives that is that has been happening. Uh, I, I have my own issues with the healthcare system on account of I have every disease, um, not not infectious ones. Uh, just oh, just lupus. You are just. Oh, it's probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I had a family doctor say to me a long time ago, oh, it's probably lupus. And it's like, what does that mean? And he says it means uh, in about 20 years, we're probably going to give up trying to defining it and just call it lupus and call it a day. Um, which apparently there's like three varieties of lupus. And that's one of them. It's that we don't know what to call it anymore. So we're just going to call yeah. it lupus. But anyway, doesn't matter. Um uh yes, yeah, so I, I am very familiar with the 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 shortcomings, you know, long queues to see a specialist, um, uh, people who are, are when you do see the specialist, some of them are so busy they don't have the time to really listen to you. Uh there has been actually a, a, an increase in the amount of people going to see holistic sort of let, let's call them woo science. Um, I'm not gonna name names because you know you might have a favorite that you love, even though there's absolutely no scientific backing behind it. But sort of non-modern medical care, but you go to them and they actually listen to you for half an hour and people feel listened to, even if they're not actually getting real medical interventions. There's been an increase in that. It, it's it's a real issue. And this is across the board. And there are people who've been falling in the cracks. Um <clears throat> And this has actually been a complaint in the community for a long time, even gay and lesbian men who even ones who you would say, you know, they, they quote unquote pass have been complaining for a long time of not getting proper health care. You know, uh, people seeing doctors and being told, well, you have no intention of having children, so you're deprioritized. That kind of thing has been going on for decades. So the fact that health initiatives has been uh, a very big deal in this does not surprise me at all. Um I would love to see the long term before and after, like what are the the satisfaction with Canadian healthcare before and after this funding. I don't know if anyone's tracking those numbers, but if somebody was, I would love to see it. Well, I know that there are a couple of big national LGBTQ surveys that uh, that get circulated, um, mm -hmm. and we'll keep an eye out on it. This is just six of the projects. This represents one point one point. Uh, oh, I just saw the number five seconds ago. Oh, 1.7. There we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 1.7 million in funding uh, out of the 12 million allocated over three years. And uh, like we said, this seems to be a coast to coast to coast. Uh, various solutions all seeming to address that key issue of how do I access healthcare where I am? So this, mm -hmm. uh, we'll keep an eye on that and other stories as it develops. Now, we are, however, going to be jumping to our next song. All of our musicians this week are Canadian, LGBTQ identified, and uh, we're very excited to to showcase them. Um, so just now, earlier, we heard from the Happy Philly with Dance For You, and mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to share with you the next track, which is uh, by Larissa Music, and this is Blue Skies, and we will be back just now. 
friends Cause we're far apart You don't see me flip the handle When I'm cooking Maybe you're far Cause you're smarter than me Maybe we're losing commonalities My sister said I'm a pot of hot water bubbling Maybe my lid's off, I'm making steam Maybe I'm not used to seeing smoked out leveled like a used candle maybe my wig's not fit for flame maybe I should change my ways it's a bad sign when
Welcome back to Cancri, home of Canada's queer media. My name is Luke Smith. And I'm Sebastian. And uh, we are, we've been cruising through uh, the various news stories uh, that are happening across Canada. A lot of Canadian LGBTQ news this week. Mm-hmm. Now, there are claims, claims, I mm-hmm. say, that Bat Close has held the world's smallest pride with 80 people uh, in the town of, I think it's literally called the town of rugby. It's uh, in, uh, in England. Um, Mm -hmm. And they are, they're claiming that that little housing estate is now home to the world's smallest pride with 80 people. Now I've been to some small town prides in, in Canada Mm -hmm. and I think Canada's got them beat for, for Mm -hmm. smallest prides. Possibly. Yeah. 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 I have no doubt. Um, especially when you get to some of the, the rural parts of the, 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 the more lumpy parts of the can of, of the provinces. So rural Quebec, you know, you'll, you'll see villages with 400 people, 500 people, 600 people. It doesn't necessarily mean they have a pride event, you know, but you know, if they did have a pride event, it would be three people in a backyard, uh, with a potato salad. So, I mean, I guess it just depends on what you're calling a pride event. Does it have to have a pride committee and, and funding and happen in a park? Um, I don't know. Somewhere out there, there's a pride event that's just two people sitting on swings because that they're in a village of 400 people in rural France. You know, it, it, it could be. I don't know. I, I guess it just depends on how you're defining things. If you're talking about the smallest pride event organized by committee, even then I think you could probably find an event somewhere in the world that has 20 people in it. So I don't know. I think that's a bold claim. I think that's very interesting that somebody would claim that. Uh, but until somebody else steps forward and proves them wrong, uh, they get to make that claim, I suppose. All right. Well, uh, one of the things that I want, we want to make sure that we capture in this week's uh, show is the fact that the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Toronto Blue Jays have mm-hmm. now decided that Anthony Bess is going to be designated for assignment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that means that he is uh, going to be up for a, for a trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, will no longer be at the Toronto Blue Jays. So just for, um, yeah. So just for uh, the the sake of our audience, do you want to quickly mm-hmm. recap um, what happened with Anthony Weiss? Oh, I I glossed over a lot of that story because it was very little interest. But I do know enough to know that what happened was he found a video. Uh, and he retweeted it, and a lot of people found that it was homophobic and transphobic and uh, very uh, uh, Jesus-y, but not the good kind of Jesus, the bad kind of Jesus, the we're right and you're wrong and everything you're doing is wrong kind of Jesus-y video, Uh, and people took umbrage uh, to that. So it caused protests. This is the very short version of the story. Uh, and now, yes, uh, I've I have read that he has been basically benched. And when interviewed, the the team coach said it has more to do with his numbers. And they actually published his pitching averages. And they say these are not good numbers. And we probably would have gotten rid of him anyway. Uh, all this controversy kind of sped it up a bit. 
but we probably would have gotten rid of him anyway. Well, I don't it know certainly if that's... drew attention to him. That's oh for yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know if that's if that's cope or if that's uh, uh, optics, but uh, the numbers. Uh, if the numbers aren't good, fair enough. Yeah. So he's being designated for assignment uh, for those who don't speak baseball, and I, I count myself among them. Uh, that essentially means that the, he's been immediately removed from the Blue Jays' uh, 40-team roster. Uh, mm-hmm. They have now, they have to either like give him a waiver, release him, trade him. They have to do something with him um, mm-hmm. over the next week or so. So we'll see exactly what happens and, and where mm-hmm. he ends up. Um but yeah, the the coach, uh, sorry, the the general manager Ross Atkins uh, said that, and I quote here: "There is a myriad of variables, and performance is usually the driving one." And mm-hmm. goes on to say, performance was a large aspect of this decision. Distraction was a small part of it, and something that we had to factor in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- he certainly drew a lot of attention to himself, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, resulted in them looking quite closely at his batting average, uh, which is pitching. Not, uh, not pitching after well, you know, whatever. Baseball average. <laughs> uh, you can tell we are we are big uh big his, sports his sports ball game statistics were unfavorable. Whether they were high or low, I don't quite understand. <laughs> this is what you're trying to say. Yes, yes. The the <laughs> the people in charge were not happy. And mm-hmm. uh, that's about the gist of it. Now, one mm-hmm. tiny story to update. There was a murder in mm-hmm. 1988 in Australia. Uh, so the the murder was the, there was a young uh, American man who was killed. And mm-hmm. the result is uh, it was an unsolved for, for many, 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 many years. And they've recently solved it. And okay. the 52-year-old Scott Philip Wipes has pleaded guilty in a New South Wales uh, Supreme Court to Scott Johnson's manslaughter uh, mm. from 1988. Now, this has been... We haven't really touched on it. It has been dipping in and out of the news for the last six or seven months as they found, uh, you know, revisited the case and and then uh, identified the actual murderer. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make sure that folks were aware of uh, the sort of closing of that story. That's what happens when you don't have a statute of limitations. That's the that's Canada doesn't have that. A lot of people say, "Well, what's the statute on that in Canada?" And it's like, "Well, that's an American thing. Very few other places have that." If you can prove something fifty years later, good luck to you. But if you can, conviction. Why not? If you can prove it. So yeah, that that's that's good news. But um, and and what what is the? I, I feel like you, you missed the obvious. What is the queer tie-in? Oh, they were both gay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, but it was one of those things where the murder of gay men in the eighties in Australia, or Britain, or Canada, or the United States, <laughs> were not particularly uh, investigated with much uh, vim. Uh, mm. So this was one of those cases where very little effort was actually applied, um, mm. and uh, yeah, they revisited it many years later. Um, yeah, to kind of get us an assessment of whether it can be solved, mm-hmm. and it was. So, yeah, good news. Good job. job, good job, uh, Australia. Speaking of uh, inept policing, the Toronto Metropolitan Police has their commissioner, Sir Mark Rowley, has issued an apology video 
mm-hmm. uh, to Peter Th- Peter Th- uh, Peter Tatchell, a very famous British LGBT rights advocate, and others apologizing for the failings of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes on to note that uh, a note and acknowledge that the Metropolitan Police Service is institutionally racist, sexist, and homophobic, and that they are working to address uh, these issues. Uh, the West Midlands Police, who have received similar complaints, have not apologized. And I'm not aware of whether or not there is a push for the Toronto Police Service to apologize uh, over its handling of the Bruce MacArthur murders. So this mm-hmm. case follows on from the serial killer murders in Britain um, and the ongoing row with um, allegations of racism, which now even the chief of police has admitted to in London, mm-hmm. UK. There's a similar, similar story kind of uh, from Oslo. If you remember around this time last year, there was an unfortunate uh, shooting in a gay bar in Norway. And the chief of police for Oslo has come forward apologizing, said that new information has come to light recently, indicating that they could have prevented that shooting, that they had gotten um, a warning beforehand that there was a unstable individual with legal access to weapons. And they should have done a routine check. And now they didn't, they had no particular indication that this individual was going to shoot up a gay bar, but they did have indication that there was a, an unstable individual with access to weapons. Uh, and they, they were supposed to do a follow-up, which they neglected. And uh, that individual ended up being the shooter. So um, it only took one year as opposed to, to 30 or 40, but mm-hmm. um, I guess do your best. I don't know. I, I I have no follow up for this. It's a it's a it's an unfortunate story. Yeah, it's not uh it's it's not great, but we'll we'll be keeping an eye on it uh as we as we move forward. Now, I think we're coming up to the end of this week's show. We are going to uh look out at uh more news as it unfolds. Uh, but before mm-hmm. we go, last piece of good news here because I mm-hmm. do love being able to share good news if and when we can find it. And Mm -hmm. that is that uh, 53 members of the Icelandic parliament have voted to pass a law banning conversion therapy on the basis of sexual orientation, gender expression, and gender identity. It was a landslide decision in Iceland and Hmm. uh, has only just been passed, I think, last Friday. So Iceland now joins Canada, Brazil, Ecuador, Spain, Germany, France, Malta, and New Zealand, all of whom have bans on conversion therapies. So, with that little bit of good news out of the way, we're going to be playing out with another level, the Heavy Pets remix by Hyenas, uh, who are a electropop band uh, based out of, I want to say, Vancouver? Um, we'll have to double-check exactly where they're from. I think it's, um, yeah, Vancouver, sort of our BC either way. Uh, I've been Luke Smith. And I've been Sebastian. And thank you for listening.